today on Locked on Rockies. One-run ball games are incredibly important. The Rockies haven't been terrible when it comes to one-run ball games, but they also haven't been as good as they need to be. Let's talk about it. You are Locked on Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rock on Rockies fans, welcome into the Locked On Rockies podcast for today, the 16th day of May in the year 2023. I am your host of the Locked On Rockies podcast, Paul Holden, your Rockies fan extraordinaire, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies podcast for three seasons now and following this team my entire life. We got a great episode for you today talking about the importance of one-run ball games and, oh yeah, that Brenton Doyle guy, he's pretty good. Uh, but before we dive into everything, download the Game Time app, create an account, and Use code locked on MLB for your $20 off your first purchase. That's Game Time, today's sponsor. Last minute tickets, guaranteed, lowest price. Guaranteed. I kind of flip things around, but you get it. Anyway, this is the Locked On Rockies podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We're free and streaming on your favorite streaming service. Be part of the show. Join us. Be a every dayer, as we call them around here on the Locked On Network like Nicholas Delvo, and hang out in the live chat. Fire off your hot takes about the Rockies, ask your questions, and talk about the Rockies with me, your host of the Locked On Rockies podcast. Rockies continue to play some all-right baseball, back-to-back wins. It's good baseball. It's 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 a good stretch where you look at overall, the Rockies are still playing above 500. they They're still doing things. Uh, that Philly series may be a little frustrating as well. Same with pieces of last night's game, and uh, we'll dive into that stuff in a little bit because it all circles around the big theme, the big idea, the big topic of today. I just want to shout out our live chat once again to uh, A. Jenkins and Nicholas Delvo here. Uh, but folks... If I did my math right, and I'm pretty sure I did my math right, uh, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, so the Rockies are 500 in one-run ballgames this year, four and four, uh, and most of those one-run losses actually come against the Phillies, uh, interesting enough. They had uh, two one-run losses uh, there to the the Phillies in that series, and uh most of that, and then you have a handful of other ones. I'm just trying to make sure I'm going through the schedule again real quick here. But anyway, it's really important to win games like last night because the game getting out of hand was certainly a possibility last night. The Rockies were never able to really escape the Reds at all last night, but were able to counteract and counterpunch and, do, and make the big enough plays and come up clutch enough. Things with Pierce Johnson seem to be getting a little bit shakier. That's something we're certainly going to have to keep an eye out and, and be watching for. But when you win these one-run ballgames, the, that, those are the difference makers when you look at the end of the season, when you look at what went right and what went wrong for a season, especially when it comes to making the playoffs, not making the playoffs, a certain seeding, uh, winning divisions, all of that stuff, it's going to factor into a lot of these one-run losses because you have to look back and you look at the storyline a lot of these games, and it might be a one nothing or a 2-1, a low-scoring game where the offenses on both sides aren't doing much. It might be a game like last night where you just eke out a win by the skin of your teeth with danger staring you right in the face. But when you win those ball games. 
That is the difference maker. And the prime example, I think, as we're going to look at the end of the season as what could happen is going to be in Miami, a team the Rockies are going to be uh, uh, facing up with here real, real soon. It's kind of why I started thinking about this. I, I, I'm not sure if the status changed, and uh, I, don't, I don't necessarily follow the uh, the Marlins specifically super, super close. But we'll, we'll dive more into Marlins baseball next week as we uh, are going to do a crossover there with Locked On Marlins. But And this will certainly come back up. But the Marlins were like 12-0 when it comes to one-run games. Compared to the Rockies, for, uh, you know, four and four. Add four wins to the Rockies' win total – and you have a team that's two games below 500 right now and a team that's above in third place in the NL West. That's a big deal. I mean, it, 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 yes, it's May. Yes, it's in the middle, but factor that in. And you can see it playing out right now in the NL East. Right now, the Marlins are one game below 500 and uh, are actually above both the Phillies and Mets, even though uh, they are tied with losses there uh, with Philly, and uh, the Mets have one additional loss. But that means if you were to make the the Marlins six and six, you would take the you would take four wins away, or no, you would take six wins away from this Marlins team, and they'd be they'd have fourteen wins on the season if that twelve and zero number is still true. That's massive. That means in the closest of games, it does not get much closer than a one-run game. In fact, it can't get much closer than a one-run game. The Marlins are winning those, and those games matter, especially if that's a trend that's going to continue for the entire season. Are they probably going to lose one-run games? Yes, but if you're well below or, or well above 500, look at that difference. The Marlins are... The, the Braves are have a huge lead right now. Yes, true. It's, and the Braves are good. But again, that makes you um, in a much better spot for a wild card. It makes your matchups against the Braves much more important, especially if you win those one-run ballgames against the Braves, against the division. I mean, that, that adds in a whole other layer to the importance of one-run ballgames is when you factor in division wins. I mean, it's, it's, it's a little bit different when you're kind of a Rockies fan and division title isn't necessarily something that's been a goal or, or the focus or uh, been something all the time. It certainly has been in the past. But look at the, I'm sure if you look in those seasons, then you look at the season where the, game, where the Rockies fall one game short of the division, above 500 when the, in the one-run win or when it comes to one-run games. One run games are, it, it's just kind of a small little bite-sized moment of playing the playing to the best of your abilities to succeed in that moment. It's kind of a little bit of a slice of like playoff ba baseball in the sense of every, you know, in playoff baseball, every pitch matters in a one run game, especially in the ninth, especially how Pierce Johnson was looking last night, every pitch mattered. Because they, the Rockies certainly could have lost that game, especially with the way with, with the way things were going. So it's something to consider, or at least just think about when you're when you're gonna when you look back at seasons and their success or not. The one run ball game is going to be a pretty good benchmark, a pretty good stat to look at, because you're seeing it pan out right now in real time. 
with the Marlins. If they can continue to win the one-run ball game, they will continue to be a factor in their division and in the wild card race, especially with the expanded uh, playoffs and three wild card opportunities. So the Rockies, what's good news about the Rockies when it comes to uh, the one-run losses is they have been improving uh, in some of them. And, uh, you know, they they went back and forth. The Nationals were another team they had a lot of one-run uh, instances with. Uh, actually, in that four-game set, three of those games were decided by just one run. Uh, the Rockies went two and one in that series uh, against the Nationals when it came to one-run uh, games. But they uh, lose a one nothing ball game in Seattle. And, and think about how much different you feel about that Seattle series if in that finale – you know, you can steal a lot, a win away from from Castillo and steal a win from what you, you feel a little bit better coming out of that. But it's 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 one of those key moments. And it's set, it's it's set up the series for the Rockies in the sweep against Milwaukee. The Rockies win in a three two ball game there. They win close one one nothing loss to the Mets, unfortunately. But the Rockies are able to bounce back and kickstart the offense after being shut out and did a, a similar type of thing. And then again, uh, yesterday, holding on to a crazy course field game and winning. Those are all, it's never, it, it, more often than not, I feel like for the Rockies, especially one run lot of wins aren't going to be the most pretty, but they're effective and they're good signs that the Rockies are continuing to play winning and successful baseball. So it's a good sign for the Rockies if they continue to trend upwards when it comes to winning the one-run ball game. Let's talk about Brenton Doyle. Let's talk about uh, last night's ball game a little bit. Look ahead to uh, tonight's matchup as well. Keep talking Rockies baseball right here on the Locked On Rockies podcast in segment number two. Before we do that, I want to tell you about Game Time. Game Time has you covered for those last-minute ticket ideas. If you're feeling spontaneous, if you're saying, you know what, I want to do something different. I know this band's in town. I slept on getting tickets. I wasn't thinking I was going to go. I know some buddies are going. Guess what? Game Time's got you covered. It's not just for sports. It's got you covered for theater. It's got you covered for concerts. It's got you covered for whatever you need. And when you're buying your tickets, you can see an image of your seat so you know exactly where you're going to be and exactly the type of tickets you're going to get. So don't miss that out on all the last-minute deals, the flash deals, and more at the Game Time app. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Turns do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on MLB for $20 off. Yes, that's $20 off the next event you want to go to when you download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. This is the Locked On Rockies podcast for free and streaming on your favorite streaming service. We thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are live on the Locked On Rockies podcast channel on youtube you can hang out with us there you can be part of the show just like a jenkins says yo doyle is insane he really is he really is uh it man it is i it's a small sample size but last night was the exact look of what a center fielder should be at course field power ability great speed and defense i mean that play he made in right center uh was a big i mean and of course the diving plays 
it has been an immediate impact from Brenton Doyle. It, it and again, Doyle is the is the main reason, the only, the, the key reason the Rockies win that ball game yesterday with his second home run of the night. The power potential mixed with the defense, that is the foundation for center field at Coors Field. You need someone who can cover a, a, a cover ground and make athletic defensive plays. And uh, you you have to have to have that consistently. So, you know, the one thing with Doyle is the sample size is small. And we'll have to see what happens when people, you know, can watch the swing, watch the tape, get the tape on them, and get a little bit more of an understanding of how to approach Doyle. But... The offense and the power especially being here at this moment is an extra cherry on top because the bonus of what we're getting is that defense and the immediate impact on the bases and speed. He he becomes the Rockies' leader on the team in two days in stolen bases. He provides a, a – he adds things with, the, with certain types of uh, – uh, he, he just, it, on all five tools, basically, he adds something for the Rockies so far. I believe there was a stat. Uh, let me see if I can uh, I can get it. I'll get it after I read uh, read what Locked On MLB Prospects said uh, about Brenton Doyle because I tweeted at them today. Wanted to get a little a little quick thought. Uh, so I said, what, do, uh, what did Rockies fans miss about Brenton Doyle when he was in the minors? He's made an impact on the club since his call-up. And uh, this is what Locked On MLB Prospects tells us. We always knew the power would play. The question was if he would be able to have the pitch recognition for spin and off-speed off of the plate. Tons of tools, arm, speed, defense, just a hit tool question that he's answering pretty well so far. So again, it's so far, it's, 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 it's what-ifs, it's all, you know, that, that type of stuff. But with the added bonus of the defense and what he is is showing us his capabilities on that side of the ball, you develop a little bit more patience for the eventual struggles that Brenton Doyle will see over the course of a season that every player sees and I and every rookie especially will see as well as they go through the growing pains of of the season. But what we're seeing is smart baseball. What we're seeing is an impact on defense. What we're seeing is an impact on speed and base running and base running ability for the Rockies. That type of stuff all makes you willing to let him play. And especially through what you when you anticipate more struggles down the line, just because that's baseball. That's how it goes. I mean, the, the tough stretch for Brenton Doyle is coming, just like it comes for every player. But... If Doyle's able to continue to impact on defense and then shows the ability to break those slumps and, and it's not an elongated thing and he makes the adjustments that he needs to do, then we can get even more excited about what Brenton Doyle does and what he means for the offense or the defense. Because if you think about it, what you're really considering too is if Doyle handles center field, that means Zach Veen gets to come up and play a more natural position in the outfield for him in, in, in on the corners, most likely left, because you'll have Chris Bryant in right field. It's not that unlikely in especially 2024, and maybe at some point in 2023 here too, uh, determining uh, uh, Veen I know is having some good seasons. I know he just had an injury too, so we'll, we'll see. Veen ain't coming up any time before the deadline, I can tell you that, at least in my opinion. Uh, but the... You're going to be looking at an outfield potentially here of Zach Veen, Bretton Doyle, and Chris Bryant in your outfield. 
you know, and then you're Tolia's getting the start tonight. Uh, you're gonna, you know, you you potentially Montero is gonna most, you know, could be your DH most likely, I guess, at this point. What what your plan is for him? Because if you're gonna keep McMahon on third, uh, you know, unless Montero's gonna learn how to play second or something like that, which I I don't know, but. Brenton Doyle is having an impact on the Rockies, which is great. The young guys are having impacts on the Rockies, which is great. It's a reminder to the Rockies, play the young guys. And, I, I you know, Tolia's getting the start tonight, so at least we we, we can't go and get, and get too fired up there. I was a little hesitant uh, when – a little nervous when uh, Moose gets the start yesterday over, over Tolia. But Moose goes out and hits a big bomb. Can't be too upset about that. He's uh, looks like he's playing third base tonight, uh, in place of uh, Ryan McMahon, who I'm assuming is uh, just having the day off. But uh, it, it's that is exciting. That's cool stuff from Brenton Doyle, and it, and and it's 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 hopeful. That's the type of stuff when you're looking at this season, and when you're looking to find the things to focus on, the reasons to 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 to, to focus in on success or the things to root for, the things to be excited for about the Rockies. It's players like Brenton Doyle, and it's especially if if Brenton Doyle goes on to have a successful full season. So, all in all, the Rockies uh, have to continue to let Doyle rock. He can, can continue to impress, uh, and uh, it, it's it's really fun to see. It's, it's really exciting uh, just because it, it, it certainly changes things up. Uh, for the Rockies, I mean, again, the immediate change on uh, on 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 the base paths it can't be understated as well. Uh, and again, multiple diving stops, big huge plays on defense. He's covering a lot of ground in center field, and it is uh, it's coming up big for the Rockies. And I'm with you, Nicholas. Bring in the young guns, let them play, and let's see what the Rockies will look like of the future. And as we have through the system here. All right, let's uh, take a little bit more of a look at last night's game, uh, the good and the bad. What did we like? What didn't we like? And uh, let's dive in here to that. Coming up in segment number three. But first, this. This is the Locked On Rockies podcast, free and streaming on your favorite streaming service. We are live on the Locked On Rockies podcast on the YouTube channel where you can be part of the live chat, just like Nicholas Delvo, A. Jenkins, 13XAM, Stephen Cross, and more are. Uh, Stephen Cross says, Rockies have some promising outfielders coming up. Yankeel Fernandez has had a comp to Jordan Alvarez. Zach Veen is, a hitting, is hitting much better in double A. Sterling Thompson and Jordan Beck are hot. Yes, the Rockies' gluttony of exciting outfield prospects is awesome. What are they going to do with all of them, though? That is my question, especially as they continue to face the issues of this rotation and the lack of depth there. If the Rockies are going to try to make an upgrade in the rotation, they are... you're going to have to move some of these prospects most likely, but maybe they move some of the uh, more closer to MLB-ready prospects. Who knows? But uh, there are a lot of really interesting things in going on and brewing, especially when it comes to production uh, in the rock from Rockies position players on the farm system. I, I think it's going to be time here to, uh, to to start reaching out to Locked On MLB prospects and getting us a uh, a uh, a prospect update, a crossover episode of of what the Rockies should do in in, in twenty twenty three. I think at this point here, so. Um, it, it, but 
it's also just, man, talk about a different feeling than this a couple of weeks ago. And the Rockies, again, it's they're not blowing the doors off everything. They're not dominating necessarily a lot of stuff. But they're winning ball games. They are playing better baseball. And it just, uh, everything feels a little bit better for uh for the rockies i mean uh, the rockies are are certainly in a spot to, to to get out of the basement of the nl west and a win tonight would uh would uh, help it out but uh just going over some things uh you know there's just a just a course field game yesterday i mean it was uh you know what was nice to see the rockies bounce back after giving up the first run especially with that big inning and going after uh green there who uh can be a good pitcher i mean and he's had some uh, some issues there i know uh, at some point this season but the 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 concern for the rockies comes uh from of course it's connor siebold it's I think this is kind of what we can expect, but it's just like, man, does there always need to be traffic? Does there always need to be an issue? Does there always need to be uh, like uh, the Seabold needs to clean up some innings here, uh, but was able to keep the Rockies in the game enough uh, here. Eight run, uh, uh, four earned runs off of eight hits. Uh, six runs did score three walks, three strikeouts uh, there. Didn't, but the big thing, you know, big reason why the Rockies able to stay in this game and, 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 and uh, stay on the uh, winning side of things in this one is because of the uh, Rockies not allowing a home run, even with everyone's struggles. I mean, Daniel Bard had some wacky wild throws there in that one uh, before having a pretty, uh, an overall all right inning there with the walk. Um, uh, that compares to the Reds who gave up three home runs uh, on the other side, which uh, again, home runs always going to, uh, to to hurt you there and especially be a, a, a big a big factor when it comes to those games. And the, and the home run is how you win those one run ball games to kind of circle it back to uh, to our, our initial point. Another triple from Charlie Blackman as well. So again, not a pretty game last night for the Rockies, but you got to win some of those ugly ones and you got to win some of those course field slobber knockers as well, which, which last night certainly was and certainly felt like 24 hits in the game, 17 runs scored in all in all. That's that's when, when people look at course field, that's what they expect. Uh, Rockies in a spot to win the series tonight and get to one game below 500 at home on the season. Uh, tonight, the Rockies are uh, going to be turning to Chase Anderson, making his Rockies debut. Uh, last spent time throwing for the Rays. I think he had like five innings pitched. So, uh, that's uh, that. It will interesting to see how can Chase Anderson handle Coors Field. Uh, how will he uh, manage his new team? Uh, in that start, though, uh, two strikeouts to two hits over five uh, five innings pitched, one walk in Anderson's start, and then uh, Brandon Williamson making his debut for the Reds as well. So debuts galore tonight at Coors Field. Hopefully, the Rockies can get out after the young guy. Coors Field not always the most welcoming place. For people to make their uh, their first start, but it's also worked out really well. There's been, uh, I think it was last year, especially uh, or the last two years, the young people having, yeah, people making their debuts against the Rockies and just dominating. So, but there you go. 
Folks, short, sweet. That's going to do it today for Locked on Rockies. Thank you so much for joining us here. If uh, you want to catch the game on Sirius XM, that is where you can find all the play-by-play action of Rockies and uh, the Cincinnati Reds. That is getting underway at 640 tonight there. So catch all the action, catch all the play-by-play on the Sirius XM app. Uh, but, folks, thank you so much for making Lockdown Rockies your first listen of the day. Great live chat today. Lots of viewers today. Thank you all so much for tuning in and making us your first listen every day. Thanks for being a, your uh, for an everydayer as well. And, folks, until next time, this has been Paul Holden saying so long for the Lockdown Rockies podcast.